So lots of times when I am working with nonprofits, we develop great content, whether it's the strategic plan or we're developing an educational online course or we're developing a program from scratch. I often at some point within working on those documents say, this is going to be great because you basically have your whole marketing plan here. You can pull out little bite-sized nuggets of information of these documents and send them out to your newsletter, give them to your community to let them know your philosophy and what you're up to and the new things you're developing and tell your donors that you need to raise money for this stuff. But sometimes nonprofits say back to me like, Rebecca, we don't have a mailing list. We haven't developed that yet or we're not sure how. Um, or we just don't have a lot of subscribers. So what I wanna to talk to you about today is prioritizing that mailing list and then telling you exactly how to build it. All right, let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 23 of the Harvesting Results Show where I help you serve others by offering you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture your roots to harvest the fruits of all of your hard work and dedication to your unique cause I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about building that email list. So important, it's going to be your maybe your most valuable asset moving forward, and you want people that just love your cause on it. Now, if you are new and you're just starting your nonprofit, maybe you're waiting on your declaration letter, maybe you haven't even started it yet, or maybe you've started it but you just didn't really get into the tech side of things where you're collecting email addresses and all of that, um, or you don't have time to do a newsletter. We are going to talk about that today, but if you're there, my free master's class on the top three mistakes that nonprofit startups make could really help you. It's at katulo.com slash startup. You can go grab that. That's my free gift to you, and it's gonna help you not make the mistakes that I did and start your nonprofit off on the right foot. Okay, so one way to start your nonprofit off on the right foot is to make sure that you are prioritizing that email list. So step one, you're gonna want to set up a way to collect email addresses. Now, your site might have come with this if you have like a Squarespace site or even a WordPress site, a Wix site, a Weebly site, some of these free sites, they have a way to capture email addresses. Usually, you know, when you're building your site, it'll say, um, there'll be forms, there's maybe a contact form, maybe there's a subscribers form. Usually where that subscribers form is, if you bring that over and you have that on your site, those subscribers are going somewhere in your back end, and there you go, there's your email list. Now, some sites have it, so you can just click, go ahead and email that whole list, and you send off an email to them, or you send off your newsletter to them, and there you go, you have your email list working for you. Now, other sites, you need to actually have some type of service like MailChimp or Constant Contact or Active Campaign that you can use to email those lists. So if you set up like a uh, MailChimp or a Constant Contact or an Active Campaign, in that service, you can develop a form. And once you develop the form, you can copy the code. I know it sounds confusing, but it's pretty easy. And all these websites are already set up to accept code from other applications. So you can literally copy and paste that code into your website and then the form shows up on your website. And what's beautiful about that is when people enter information into that form, like you say, join our newsletter and people enter their email, it goes directly to your other service. So it's not like it gets stuck in your website. If you're using the form from your other service, it gets transferred directly to that MailChimp or directly to ActiveCampaign. And so then your list 
starts building there. So you first and foremost need a way to capture email addresses. If somebody were to say, I really want to join your newsletter, you can't say like, okay, hold on, let me like get your email, like send, be able to send them a form or your website, a place for them to sign up. Okay. So once you have a place to sign up and if you're still like, so I don't know where to start with that. I don't really know what my website offers. Go to YouTube. You're there now. Go to YouTube and search like best email list providers, best free email list providers. And people do comparison videos and, and things like that all the time. So you can do your research and choose one, but choose one. Then your next step is to get subscribers. And for nonprofits, there are several ways to get subscribers. I want you to think of everybody that interacts with your organization as a possible subscriber. So if you have a service where you do intakes, maybe you offer some type of therapy or you are an adoption service for animals or something like that. Anytime somebody comes to your service to get services, they do some type of intake form probably, whether that's online or it's paper, it doesn't really matter. You want to make sure that they understand that they are opting into your newsletter. So to do that, you just have to have a checkbox on any form that you possibly have that says opt in to the newsletter. And that way you can put them on your newsletter. Now this can be a manual process. So say you have a paper form and they check in, they check off that they will be added to the newsletter, then you can go type that into your email service and add that contact manually. Or even better and really where we're headed um, is to have forms. So maybe you have a volunteer interest form on your website and that form directly goes to MailChimp or directly goes to one of you know your email list. If you have a application form, any form, a contact form, all of those forms, every single form that you possibly have on your website should have a way for them to opt in to your newsletter. And so not only does that build your newsletter, but you can also usually see which form got them to enter their information. And so if most of your entries are coming from one specific form, then you know that that form is performing the best. Maybe um, if it's your contact form, it's performing the best. Maybe if it's your volunteer interest form, maybe that's just the way that people come into your organization and that's just the journey kind of they take when they go to your website, but it can give you some insights about which forms are actually converting to email addresses. So you really want to think about anybody filling out your form. It's not just like, Ooh, I got a volunteer or Ooh, I got a participant. It's like, Ooh, we got an email. And that email is so good because those are the people that you're going to be able to make asks to. And when I say asks, I mean that you can ask them to volunteer more. You can ask them to support you more. You can ask them to share out your content with other people. You can ask them to be word of mouth for you. And of course you can ask them for donations. So new intakes, volunteer forms, anybody that donates like through maybe a PayPal button on your site or a Stripe donate button on your site, those all should be able to have some type of opt-in to a newsletter, especially donors, okay? Those are the people you wanna be talking to, right? People that are willing to open up their wallets and give to your cause, you definitely want to talk to them. Now, let me just talk to you about tagging for a second. So. Tagging is pretty important. So you can add different tags to different contacts. So let's say somebody starts volunteering at your organization and in your email list, they get a volunteer tag. 
Well, that's good because you might have some specific content that you want to send out just to volunteers. Like you want to update your hours or you want to update your policies um, or you want to celebrate them and say, oh my gosh, our volunteers are doing amazing and you want to just send that to volunteers. Well, a lot of these lists you can actually segment by tag. So you can go in and say, I actually only want to send this to people that have the volunteer tag. And this can be really great because if somebody donates, they can get a donor tag. Maybe you only want to thank people for their donation if they sent a donation. You don't want to be sending content to people that doesn't make sense. So for one example, I have a, a Stable Moments program is, is my program. And we have people that are volunteers. We also have people that are mentors. And we also have parents that enroll their kids in the program. Well, I wouldn't want to send open enrollment for participants and what participants can expect this year at the farm to mentors. So mentors and donors don't need to get an update about enrollments open and enroll your child today. It doesn't make any sense to them. So they are much more likely to unsubscribe from your list if they're like, this is a bunch of content that doesn't matter to me. Now, if parents only got parent content and mentors only got mentor content and donors and the rest of the, uh, you know, just people that are interested in your cause or have shown some type of interest or interaction in the past, they maybe get the broader uh, newsletter or the broader information. So tagging and segmenting it can be really important. You want to make sure that whatever you're writing and whoever you're sending it to makes sense. Okay. Another way to build your list is events. Okay. So if you have an event, we used to have in-person events where we did big fundraisers or we were like exhibitors like at the farmer's market or whatever and we would just go and show what our program was and pass out flyers. So, or we'd have volunteers do that, but that's a great place to have just a paper. You can either have a paper sheet that says sign up for our newsletter. It's great if you can say that you're gonna give them something. So sign up and we will send you I don't know, a coupon code to our training, or we will send you um, a report on how we're doing, or maybe a report about your area. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit, uh, but that incentivizes people to sign up. If you feel like paper is dead and you don't feel like doing paper, or you definitely don't feel like coming home after and three pages of people writing out their emails, you have to enter each one of those manually, which is what I used to have to do. A big thing now is coupon codes. And I have seen some people, like if they are at a exposition and they have a table there, they have said like, enter to win this basket and usually has to do with whatever type of conference you're at or whatever, or enter to win an Amazon gift card of $100. And one way that people can enter is they just scan a QR code. It goes directly to the form that's connected to your um, service and they just enter their name and they enter their email. They show the person that's at the booth, hey, I did it. And then their name gets put in the raffle. So easy ways, right? Never go to a booth to t or anywhere to like a community event to show people about your program and not have collecting email addresses as like the highest thing. Because guess what? When you go and talk about your program, you're not gonna get a high conversion rate. There's not gonna be a whole bunch of people that are signing up for your services or choosing to be volunteers for your services. But if you can get their email, if you can pique their interest enough to get their email, then you might convert them down the road because you can send them updates and talk to them and develop this relationship, right? So you need to get their contact information. Should be your top priority if you're going out to events. There's also virtual events, right? So 
webinar like meet and greets. You could do a quarterly meet and greet, ask us any questions you have about the program. You could do a webinar about the problem that you're trying to solve, like say it's homelessness, maybe you wanna do a webinar for the community about homelessness and your city and what you've done or where the gaps are and what you need. And there's just like a rolling um, webinar that happens once a quarter. If you do that, then you want to make sure that there is an event registration. Or if you do any event ever, it needs to be an event registration, even if it's free, because you need to collect those email addresses. So a lot of times, you know, if you have Zoom, that's set up already. Um, you can just select that it's a registration event and people have to register before they get their link. Easy, right? So anytime you're doing these like Facebook Lives, these events, try to make them a Zoom event or some other type of virtual event. Even if it's an in-person event, they need to register. Even if it's a free event, they need to register to get their ticket, okay? Because you're getting the email address if they are registering. And then my favorite, absolute favorite way to get email addresses is to offer something for free. So at the beginning of this video, I offered something for free, right? And that's one way for me to get email addresses, okay? Open book here, that's the truth. What you can do is you can offer some type of, they call it a lead magnet, but it's really just something for free and it's a way that you can get email addresses. And for nonprofits, this can be kind of difficult because you're not like a business that is giving away something for free. Like your consumer isn't a business, uh, isn't like a normal customer. So what I think nonprofits do really well is they can give you insights on a problem. And a couple of the lead magnets that I've seen nonprofits come up with is a small short class, like a master's class, a 45 minute recorded webinar that talks about how you can solve a problem, the best ways for you to change policy, how to work with legislators in your area, um, how to engage patients, how to work with foster kids, how to be relationship first parenting, um, how to be a good volunteer, you know, depending on whatever your mission is. So you can come up with some, what's your education and come up with some free 45 minute webinar recorded education piece on it. You can just be a talking head. You can just talk just like this, but require that they register for it and get that email address. So giving somebody something for free. Again, when you're at your booths and you're telling people, you know, that you'd like to take their email address, at a booth or at a conference somewhere, you can tell them that you're gonna send them access to this free master's class or this free course. Another thing you could do is reports. Like there's some organizations that develop reports like a state of the state on their specific issue, on homelessness, how their county measures up against other counties in the state. So you could develop some type of report that people would go like, oh, I want that report. And they would give their email address. You just wanna make sure that the person that would want the thing is the people you want on your mailing list, okay? Just make sure that you're not developing some report that like a lot of other nonprofits would want access to because you don't really want a list of other nonprofits. You want a, a, a list of people in your community. So. What might be more helpful is like five ways to help a foster kid in your area. Five ways to help 
homeless people in your area so that people you get people that you know care about the homeless population that you know care about foster kids and you have a little pdf that's just got five bullet points on really things that they could do today for free um that doesn't even involve getting involved in your organization um and they could download that and then you see that they download that piece you know that they're interested and then you can start talking about what your organization does. So finally, you have figured out to maximize every single form you have, every single way people come into your organization, you're going to get their email address, right? You should have a metric for success. If you have zero people on your subscriber list, I want you to have a goal of 100 by the end of the year. If you have 100 people, I want you to have double it, 200, okay? Let's start making some metrics around success for building that list. And again, it's not just building the list. Do not just check a box and get a whole bunch of people that don't care about your cause. You want good qualified leads on this list. And once you have them, now you need to contact them consistently. Just set a time once a month. If you can't do much, do once a month. I really like to see at least every other week just send them something and you can set up automations to actually have this. When somebody becomes a subscriber, it sends them one email a week for 10 weeks, maybe the first 10 weeks, tell them all about your program and how they can get involved and what you do and why you're good and why they should be connected with you. So I love drip campaigns because drip campaigns are automated, but even if you don't do that, if you don't set up a drip campaign, if you don't really have the infrastructure or tech to do automations, then the least you can do is just write an email every other week or once a, once a month. And this is literally conversational. Pop open an email that you're gonna send to your subscriber list through your service, MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, whatever, and just, hey, so thanks so much for subscribing or, hey, just wanted to let you know what's going on this week. We had this success. We had, um, you know, a mentor do this. We had a, a person graduate our program. Um, here's a quote from them. Uh, it's because of you, supporters like you, that were able to do this work. Hey, we actually really need some more volunteers this week. Um, there's also an opportunity for you to give every month. We're trying to get several or 10 um, people giving every month. We're at eight right now, so we only need two more. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Okay, real, whatever's going on, what were some successes, what's a need? Let them know, you know, how you're doing. Be relatable, be conversational. Talk to somebody like you would wanna be talked to. It is not rocket science, okay? And email them, put it right on your calendar to at least email them monthly. Um, if not every other week, okay? So let's recap. Get yourself set up. Figure out what service you're gonna use and integrate it with your website so that people can sign up for your newsletter and sign up easily and effortlessly. So don't make some long sign-up form that you're collecting every data point in the world. No, name an email, okay? Easy peasy. Would, would you fill it out? That's your litmus test. Would you fill it out? If it's easy, you'd probably fill it out. If it's long, skip, right? Okay, then you're going to get subscribers. Build that list everywhere you are, okay? Any form you do, any conversation you have with anyone, anytime somebody comes to your facility, anytime somebody signs up for your services, somebody donates, if somebody volunteers, all of those people, they need to start getting on your list, okay? Community partners, if you reach out to somebody and get referrals from somebody, they should be on your list. 
Um, if you have um, any memberships at Rotaries, churches, all these community partners, they should all be on your list, okay? And then you are going to contact them consistently. And start now. If you have 10 people on your list, start now. Start chatting with them and just send a very conversational email once a month or every other week. All right, don't forget to grab that free master's class of the top three mistakes that nonprofit startups make. That is going to help you start out on your journey. Do not make the same mistakes I did. That's at katulo.com slash startup. And I would love you to tell me in the comments what has really worked for you. Like what has started you getting your subscribers? What service are you using? People would love to look in the comments and see from others what they did and what they use. Hope that this was helpful. Go out there and rock it. And thank you so much for your service to this world. Until next time.